Hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast for the recently deceased. I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. How are you doing, brother? Uh, I'm doing good. Um, you know, I spent uh, this week doing a, a project. I started the project, and I actually finished it. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it was to watch all of the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. Oh, <laughs> cool. Is that a good idea? I don't think, uh, yeah, I to be honest, I've never seen any of them. Yeah, so if I had to run it down, uh, 1, 2, and 3 are all connected. Uh, it, it runs like, you know, its own storyline. And mm-hmm. then uh, 4 and 5 are completely uh, batshit crazy, and they make no sense. Um, okay, the four, well, the, that's the, the thing. Yeah, the fourth one barely has anything to do with Christmas until like the last, <laughs> the last like sequence. But not even yeah. the end of the movie. Like two minutes before the end of the movie, there's a scene where the father is like has a Santa hat on. He's like, it's Christmas, and they come in, they kidnap the kid, and they go out and they do something completely different. It's like that. I could was, see that working. Like, that I mean, was but it. Mean, that could make sense. It's like, oh, you didn't realize it's been Christmas this whole time, so the horrific acts are like, you know, more weight because everyone was about to have Christmas. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't know. Like, all right, I'm gonna run down the the Silent Night, Deadly Night before before we get started tonight, um, real quick. Um, first movie, uh, Santa kills the kid's parents. He grows up to dress as Santa and go on a spree and kill a bunch of people. End of the movie. Pretty okay, your average like '80s um, slasher, slasher type, but I but it's more of a spree, not a slasher. It happens in one night. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the end kind of happens in one night. Uh, this was a controversial movie when it came out. Now I could see that for a couple mm-hmm. reasons. It was like I think this was the first time Santa Claus was the killer. Um, <laughs> this was also uh, there was a there was like two implied rapes that like got interrupted by murder. Um, so it was like, it was, it was pretty heavy even oh, for like, so, so, yeah. so the killer was a hero cause he stopped. Some yes. Mur- yes. Some, some rape. He, yeah. he was punishing bad guys who were naughty. Like that was the whole shit. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the second movie, uh, is completely insane. The younger brother of him, they were both in the orphanage together, um, is, is now in uh, a mental hospital and being interviewed by a therapist. The entire mm-hmm. first hour of the movie replays every single kill from the first movie. The actual him footage. To it no, no, the, it? him, him talking over it. Yeah. So, so you don't even have to watch the first movie. You can just watch the second movie. Little kill at, cut at the yeah. beginning. That's nice. Well, no, no, not the beginning. Sixty minutes of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Then the last thirty minutes, he kills the therapist, gets out, and goes on his spree, and dies. Hey, 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 hey. A lot of people haven't seen Orphan First Kill, okay? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> the third one, um, this great actor who played uh, Ben Benjamin in um, Twin Peaks plays a uh, a deranged scientist who uh, the little the younger brother didn't actually die in the end of two. He's got him. He's got his brain in a in a jar on top of his head. He's keeping him alive in a coma. There's a woman who is psychically connected to him. He's putting her through experiments, so they they're communicating. He's trying to like pull things from beyond the coma verse or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. She goes away for Christmas. He wakes up and he's psychically connected to her, so he goes straight to where she is. He goes on his spree. 
you know how this movie ends. Okay. <laughs> the fourth movie. Oh my god. A woman burnt like spontaneously combusts and jumps off a building. Uh, the main character is a woman who is like a classified uh, person at a newspaper and wants her big break, and is sleeping with a reporter. So she's like, "Hey, put in a good word for me. I wanted to. I wanted to take care. Of, I want to do this spontaneously combust suicide, uh, you know, thing." Yeah, I, w- I want to break the story. Yeah. Yeah. So he he brings it up to the boss, and the boss assigns it to him. So she gets pissed. She goes and. And, you know, she investigates anyway, and as she goes down this rabbit hole, she's, there's like a coven of witches that are, like, giving her these, these hallucinogenics, and they're getting her ready for something, and then they're, mm-hmm. she, like, she passes out, and then there's a ritual where Ron Howard's brother comes on and, like, has this worm thing, and he, like, shoves it into her belly button, and then it comes out her mouth twice as big. Then he breaks it over her and covers her in the juices. That's why you always leave a note. <laughs> it's why you always leave a note. <laughs> so he, she wakes up in her apartment and is like, has no idea what's going on. And, you know, we flash forward a little bit as she continues to go about her life. And then that was only part one of the of the ritual. She has got to go back for part two where she has to kidnap this boy and sacrifice him to become this new coven leader. And the woman who died in the beginning, we find out now, is the daughter of the of the head witch of the coven, and she, she just didn't have the strength to hold in the power that this main character <clears throat> does have the strength to hold in this power. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> that sounds that, that all sounds fun. Like, so so I yeah. Like so, so we get in there, and then the second part of the ritual, um, there's like there's goo everywhere, and it, it's there. The, the witches are all around, and fucking Ron Howard's brother's got this big fucking nose mask on, and he and he rapes her, and there's all sorts of crazy stuff happening. And they go in, and eventually they go into this guy's house where it's Christmas! (laughs) And they kidnap his son, and then they go back onto the roof of some building somewhere where she's got to cut him open to finish the thing. But she kills the witch, and the Mm -hmm. witch dies. And Okay. That movie's over. And Okay. So this movie was fucking awesome. Like, weird as hell, great practical effects. Lo- you know, any Ron Howard's brother, I can or, never remember his name. Yeah. Uh, you just uh, love seeing him in anything. Um, Crazy-ass weird movie. Yeah, four. So Silent Night, Deadly Night, four. Uh, definitely worth the watch. Uh, five is a toy maker is making turning toys into t- to deadly, deadly versions of them. Kind of puppet master. Uh, yeah, yeah. And gotcha. he's, he's spreading them out. He's giving them out to kids. Kids are dying. Parents are dying. The Small mom, soldiers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The main character's kid gets kidnapped. She goes off to find him. She goes to the toy warehouse. It couldn't possibly be. The character's name is Joe Petto. It, <laughs> it couldn't possibly be Joe. He's such a nice man. She gets there and it's Joe and he's crazy and they fight and then his face pops off. And he puts a different face on, and it's Joe's son. Joe's son, who was never human. Joe's son, who was a big robot toy created by Joe and ended up killing <laughs> Joe and having to replace him, you know, so that nobody knew he was dead. Yeah. And, and he then knew, and did they was... ask him why he had that gun in his hand? <laughs> I don't get that reference. I wish I did. <laughs> Is, he was going to go talk to his old lady because oh, he was to... another man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. Uh... <laughs> so, I mean, so, all of these movies, they, you know, is, is there more concluding to that? No, in, no, no. That's it. Five is, five is terrible. Yeah. Throw, throw five in the garbage. Uh, one's pretty good standalone, but I think like two and three together are like weird and, and wacky enough to kind of enjoy. And the fourth mm-hmm. one is just great. And and don't don't think of the fourth one as part of the series because you yeah. like Season of the Witch, Halloween three, Silent Night, Deadly Night four. You can just watch it. It's to- totally cool. fine. Yeah. Yeah, well, I heard the original creators of Silent Night, Deadly Night didn't mean for it to always be Christmas. They kind of wanted it to like be different seasons and different holidays, uh, much like uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Yes. <laughs> they wanted to do an anthology of several different kind of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Just they didn't realize, you know, that was a song because they were they're Jewish and they they didn't know. Yeah. The people that, that made that one. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's exactly what happened. I think. Yeah. Um, so, I, to, so, you know, so sorry to begin the episode with such emphasize a, killing such Catholic, a long Catholics and Christians. Yeah, with such a long digression. Um, but uh, they're all on Shutter and uh, AMC Plus, and uh, so you can get them all through Amazon right now. Um, <clears throat> cool. Yeah. I shall do it. All right. So. Uh, we are the podcast for the recent the deceased. Tonight we are going to be yeah. talking about Gatlop, and our format is going to be a relatively brief overview, broad strokes of the film, and we're going to culminate that little conversation, maybe five minutes of a, with a score rating from one to ten, one being awful garbage and ten being wonderful. So if we're talking Silent Night, Deadly Night, then uh, we're saying the one would be uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night five, and uh, a ten would be. You know, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, and then afterwards, we'll get into a heavy spoiler-laden conversation. And tonight's movie is Gatlop, Nate. So why don't you give us a rundown. Gatlop. A summary of Gatlop. A summary of Gatlop. All right. Let me just... Yeah. Get, get to the second page of IMDb, because the first page doesn't fit the whole summary. <laughs> Decayed. <laughs> Game. Game. <laughs> mhm. That's a big old story, and yeah, it's kind of compensating. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, so uh, I feel like it's it's wants to try to make sure that you really get it. It doesn't want to, like, I don't know, lead you astray into thinking that you might, like, it just wants to be upfront, like, this is it. This is this is all it's going to be, maybe even a little bit less. We're kind of, because, <laughs> uh, yeah, this, it's it's not, it doesn't really live up to the the genre headliners that are on its IMDb of being a comedy horror. So, it's been a little while comedy horror is not something that is well known. And we've been kind of wanting to feel the fun and excitement that we've received with comedy horrors, you know, uh, 
classically like uh you know Shaun of the dead or tucker and dale versus evil those are all good standalone comedy uh horrors and last year's malignant was not necessarily a comedy horror but was very enjoyable comedically with what they were doing in a b-movie style so any comedy horror I'm, I'm hopeful we did watch all my friends hate me earlier this year i was really warm on it my second viewing i cold uh but you definitely didn't like it very british still funny um that was a decent one <laughs> decent one uh some more social commentary than horror you know yes. it's, it's like a yeah. uh awkwardness and in social interactions and miscues and misinterpretations uh but we also we then but then we tried let the wrong one in a vampire uh comedy horror and it was garbage it i think was... i fell asleep whenever we were reviewing it because i was just so tired we're so just talking about this movie that wasn't fun bad. it was so bad so look we take gambles but the only way you find good horror comedies is if you give them a try. And yeah. I'm going to, you know, this was a new one, and we wanted to watch it with another one that we're going to be talking about in another episode. And so you got to try these things before you find greatness. That's right. So. Also, uh, horror comedy for me is um, it's, it's, it's a tough genre because I love it so much. Um, mm-hmm. so, and what I, so what I really like is a horror with some good comedy. When I watch horror comedy, I don't want to watch a comedy that has some ho- some horror elements, right? I want to watch a horror sure. with some good comedy. Um, now, there are obviously a ton of great movies that, that do this correctly. Um, uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil um, is a comedy with some horror elements in it. Yes. Now, but it has enough horror elements to where... Um, to where it's it stands alone as a horror film, um, Cabin in the Woods, uh, which uh, Hamhock just mentioned in the chat, is a great horror movie with comedic elements. Mm-hmm. Um, Gatlock, and along those lines, uh, I would also mention uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. The Rise Vernon of Leslie Vernon, another yes, a great horror movie with strong comedic elements. Yes. Uh, now, Gatlop is first and foremost a comedy about friends yeah. playing a drinking game, just like it says. As far as yeah. hor- the horror elements are concerned, they are less than few and far between. I think there's three scenes in the movie that you could even consider, uh, you know, as horror. Um, right now, as a as a movie, I enjoyed this movie. It was a fine movie. As a horror comedy, being billed as a horror comedy, and me reviewing it for this channel, I I can't give it a good review. Um, mm-hmm. So 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 take it out of the horror comedy genre. Call it a call it a comedy. Throw it on the shelf. It's probably like a six. Uh, today, um, as a horror comedy, I'm gonna give it a four. Okay, I'm landing at a five with Gatlop. Um because it was it was fine i didn't hate that i watched it i get that it it definitely isn't a horror comedy but i think that you know the film it attempts to be something and it kind of touches upon a good movie a good horror or a good comedy from time to time with the interactions and it's like a it's a it's not an ensemble movie because there's only four for the most part no no name actors even though they each have roles in other popular things um but these are you know d-list type celebs uh or actors that are fledglings and in, in their field it just doesn't um 
it doesn't ever consistently hit a groove. It every now and then touches it, and it like has a a a, a tempo or a, a pace to it that it finds from time to time, but then like it skips and it jumps somewhere else, and it doesn't always maintain its its speed and its uh its its the way that it's propelling the the narrative and the scenes. And there's a couple missteps, and they kind of take you out of it. It doesn't build, build, build. It's sort of a bunch of peaks and valleys. Um, with a relatively fine conclusion, but leaning too heavy on sentimentality and emotion, uh, which is fine, but sort of out of place in this kind of raunchy, almost horror comedy, you know? So it's it's like uh, unfulfilling by the end of it. And so, yeah, I, I landed at a five because it's still a fine movie. Uh, I don't think it does things that make it unwatchable or hateable. I respect the four because it doesn't hit horror. So that's where I'm at with it, a five. Okay, uh, so at this point we will move on to the spoiler-laden conversation. If you have not seen Gatlap or don't care about spoilers, um, spoilers. you know, make your decision on whether to stay or go. Uh, but come back later after you've seen the movie and uh, check out the rest of the episode. Yeah, just stay and listen to us. It's fine. You can skip or just, this one. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to watch this movie. Just, just watch so, it. Yeah, just so, yeah, Gallup, okay. I mean, uh, the the movie, you know, it starts off, lead character protagonist is going through a, a divorce, and his friends all kind of happenstancely get together to kind of have, like, a, a party or try to, like, an, a mood improver, like, like, get away from your problem type thing. Um, and I say happenstance because two of the other friends that they have are in different parts of their life with uh, filmmaking. One's a producer, one's an actor, and they don't really plan on staying for the night to drink right. with the two guys that seem to be better buddies out of the group of four. Right. And so, but they find themselves there together, and then like things happen that force them to stay. And because they're staying, the guy's like, I got this game from this credenza that I got from a friend or whatever. We're going to play it. It's going to be fun. And then it starts and, like, things just unfold. I think it, it's pretty quickly that it gets to the fact yeah. that they're going to play a game. And it's going to be a game that is obviously – it's funny. We Before we started tonight, we were randomly talking about Jumanji yeah, uh, because we were talking about the body swapping and the voicing that's going to occur in this movie, like Freaky Friday. Uh, but I didn't even think about Jumanji being the game that they're in the game and they're yeah, part of the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like core Jumanji, but yeah, not Jumanji. as cool as that sounds uh, like it could be. Yes, right. Exact, exactly. Now, now I'm it. really upset because I want horror <laughs> Jumanji. Jumanji. right. Damn it. <laughs> um, Fucking yeah, Jack Black so, doing horror Jumanji. Horror Get Jumanji. Jack Black. Get fucking Chris Tucker to be the <laughs> or or chris rock i don't know he was just in spiral so i don't yeah, know but like funny black actor with jack black as funny fat white actor and or then just, uh, uh, the rock is great right come on i'll put him in anything yeah yeah i know the rock but but can he do horror i don't know oh I mean, he right. could do what he could do the rock uh he's, he's, who's the guy that does like uh who's the muscular guy that does the uh horror type stuff or could do horror i don't know at any rate, Horror yeah. Jumanji would be awesome. Horror Jumanji, gotta... that's what we want. Uh, Alex Garland gets work. Uh... <laughs> Terry Crews, yes. Thank you, uh, Hamhawk. Terry Crews uh, replaces The Rock in Horror Jumanji. Uh, that's a pretty cool one, yeah. Yes, okay. 
so as as you just kind of broad stroked there, I really liked the setup uh, for this movie. I thought, yeah. you know, twenty minutes in, like we've gotten we've gotten to know all the friends with a little bit of backstory for everybody. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got great chemistry. Like they're, they're, this movie has a lot of things going for it early on. Um, they start to play the game. Uh, the game seems like a kind of annoying truth or dare with the cards, and then all of a sudden it gets a little spooky because the cards know things that it can't, and then it, right. it calls one of them by name eventually, and then they're like, "Oh shit!" Like when that happens, this is this is real. And then the next big thing is, I believe the main character gets sent to hell for like a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um. Because she, she, it's up to her to punish him, and she just yells, oh, go to hell, because they're fighting. Because they're, cause yeah. through the whole movie, obviously, these friends are bringing up things from their past. They they have these histories with each other and can inside jokes as well. So there's all sorts of stuff going on. Like, like the drama is high, um, you know, peaks mm-hmm. and valleys, just as Rodney said during the review. Um, yeah, they work really well as a group. They play off one yeah. another well. It's it's believable as kind of silly as it might seem with this group because, you know, it it kind of hits all of the, you know, diversity boxes to them for the most part. And it's kind of like, okay. But you, it's believable. It's just like this idea of apartment and these, these polarized that they've taken and they're plastered on the wall and they remember reminisce about all the fun times that they've had and how, how they've grown over the past 10 years. And, you know, the lead character is just thinking about being in this uh, this unhealthy relationship that really wrecked a lot of the relationships that he did have with his friends and all the things that happened, you know, that snowballed and led them to where they're at tonight. Like it's the way that they talk about it, it's very viable as a, as a background to all of them. And I do enjoy all of that. And the way that they interact is good with the game and with each other because they're, it's playing game. And so like you've been in a group of, we've been at tables playing games with friends and there's a certain camaraderie and funless funness uh to that experience where you're laughing about all kinds of things uh and having really high highs and when especially whenever you're drinking you know things get out of control and are fun it really works on all those levels it's just the stakes and the way that they uh go through these horrific you know if we can say if that's a fair word to say not really but you know these events um it just they don't they don't lead anywhere. They don't do anything fun and exciting with, with everything that's going on. And when I said earlier, sentimentality, like this idea of the, the X and um, bad blood between the friends, because someone saw something, but didn't say something at a party with the wife and with the other friend, it's like, you know, but then in the end, it doesn't really matter because, you know, you're divorcing her because of other, because she's a bad person anyway. So I'm not really mad at you. And then the other two friends kind of interested. It's like, you know, all these sorted, yeah relationshipy type things that they have they just kind of pour out through the events of the game the game's just kind of like the vehicle to get them to deal with their shit you know the game seems like it could be a cool exciting entity to make them experience some really crazy shit but it never does it never gets it never goes there like it 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 literally just brings uh i think patrick um through the healing, grieving process, whatever, and gets him all the Paul. way. Paul gets him all the way to acceptance, and mm-hmm. and that's kind of all it does. Um, yeah. The game, the game should have been a character, and yeah, like you said, it was more of a vehicle. Um, they 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 had this great, you know, chance 
to, mm-hmm. you know, to to pop up a fucking orc in the guy's living room and have them all have to kill it together, uh, you know, to do crazy, crazy stuff, and yeah. and they didn't. They sent, you know, they sent Paul to hell. Uh, they had an arrow come out of nowhere and hit uh, Cliff in the leg. I thought of uh, so like okay, uh, party games and horror movies like uh, so, Ready or Not, kind of a party game horror uh, because the game that they're playing is murder someone. And uh, I don't remember if you watched it. I think I I recommended it. I think you did end up seeing it. I did watch it. Would you rather? Would you rather? Yeah. That movie was fucking awesome. With the formidable and amazing Jeffrey Combs as the the host of this this event. Uh, Yeah, like those are tasks that you drew from a card that you had to do, they could have been having to do crazy fucked up things to each other for one another or answer them in some kind of way, or else this is going to happen. The movie just never, it it was false pretenses with why we watched it, you know, horror comedy. And like, it never, it could have done that, but it was never interested in doing that. So it's not the movie's fault. It's just what I wanted to see. It was like, Hey, it's horror Jumanji. And you're like, Oh no, it's not. It's like, yeah. friends like dealing with their feelings oh, come yeah on. someone says hey we're gonna we're having a party over at our place tonight man and you're like and in your head you're thinking uh there's gonna be drugs or there's gonna be booze there's gonna be fucking some maybe some pizza or some cool food but probably not just cool music cool people and cool drinks and then you get there and it's like you know they're they're like oh yeah we're we're putting on a movie and they're just gonna sit and watch a movie like no that's not a fucking like we're not that's not a party man yeah you said yeah. party yeah, it's that's a not a party. The fuck. <laughs> like, there, is, there ain't even a like, meat and cheese platter here. Or like you go to someone like in high, high school and college, no charcuterie <laughs> with the fuck. Uh, and, and like they say they're having a, get, a party or whatever, and you get there and it's just lame ass. No one got it, a keg or anything. Uh, and again, not that it has to revolve around drinking, but it's what you picture because that's what everyone's thinking about when you're coming of age. Like, come on. So that's what this movie was. It was like, Oh, it's gonna be a horror comedy. There's a game. There's friends getting together, and something's gonna happen, but it never happens. Uh, it's fine in its own right. It's just not what I wanted. Uh, it's good food. It's just not the pizza that I was craving. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, um, kudos to PBR that they're drinking PBR during the the fucking party. That's cool. You know, I'm a yeah. PBR fan. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it besides say, you know the. The, you know the gotcha at the end is was kind of funny, I guess. Um, you know, uh, horror movies have to have that that twist where oh, the, the where the where the, the arm ex- the arm comes up out of the ground and the thing's still alive or whatever. So uh, yeah, the X is X. The X is now X. Uh, they're at his house and he uh, he he like tells the friends to wait a minute so he can run inside and he yeah he has to go sign the divorce yeah, paperwork because he's having a party. So he runs inside and he goes, "Hey!" And he gives him the the game. He gives him Gatlop. So that's like the gotcha, and you know, the climax was was pretty weak. And yeah, you know. they you know they dealt with their shit. They became out to be better friends, and you know it's a happy ending. Right. Paul, yeah. Paul completes the hero's journey. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and that's and that's kind of it. So. Yeah, it's very was, very missable. Don't feel yeah. bad. We shoulder these burdens so that you do not so have you, to, yeah. and so that we can come across the amazing gems 
which I think will be in our, our future. I can see one on the horizon just now, and it's going to be awesome. So oh, yeah. you got to stick it out yes. for the good stuff. Yes. Uh, for you know, for anyone watching, we'll be back in about five whole minutes with another episode. Um, uh, Gallop, I gave it a four. I landed at a five for Gallop. Hell of a game, not a hell of a movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, for the podcast for the recently deceased, I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. Take care. And we'll see you in just a bit. Once I figure out how this thing works.